It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Welcome into Third Down Territory. Yes, right here on the Go Birds Network. I am Rob Ellis. Barrett Brooks reunited, and it feels so good, my man. We are back in the saddle again. Like I always say, man, you drive, I'll ride, and we'll make something happen, bro. Exactly, we will. And look, the beauty is coming off of an Eagles win, right? We're, we're, We're talking about a team that, granted, there were a lot of question marks in the preseason, as it always is, but... This team delivered as they do, and Barrett, we'll get to this, but they're a team with the clutch gene. They are closers, that's for sure. So let's let's explain to people what we do here on third down territory. So the reason we call it that is we're going to look back at the week before and essentially give you our three keys, our three key plays to every single game, win, loss, or a draw if you're the if you're the Browns and the Steelers, but we're going to give you the Browns are going to Brown a, Barrett. A, yeah, that's another story yeah, right there. That, we're we, not even going to get into. We don't that have enough time. Right, but right. We're going to look back at the three keys essentially to the previous game, and then look ahead to the three keys to the game coming up. And of course, looking back, it's going to be the Falcons. Looking ahead, it's going to be the surprising Buccaneers who dropped a 48 spot on the Saints. We'll get to them in a minute. Unbelievable. Yeah, we'll get to them because I, I think we're people are now getting a little nuts with the Buccaneers. Right, let, right. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but let's look back at this at this Falcons game because, Barrett, this was a game that, let's face it, it was kind of sluggish. I mean, you can't really be surprised. You've lived this life. When you win it and you come back as the reigning champs and you got the ceremony and you got a rain delay on top of it, which was kind of the perfect storm, no pun intended. No question. And we know something about storms around here. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's only natural that it's going to be a little bit tough maybe to get going, at least on one side of the ball for the Eagles, and that was the offensive side. Absolutely. And looking at it, things just weren't snapping. you know. And it has a lot to do with also how they conduct themselves and and training camp, you know, now, I mean, it's a breakfast club now, so it's no longer like what I faced when I first started out, when I had six weeks of training camp. Two-a-days, yeah, two three-a-days. Yeah, you know, hitting both practices, and, you know, we're not going to get into that, you know, yeah. that old school stuff, but, I mean, damn, man, you got to at least go out there and hit somebody, and all the big-time players now don't get any reps, so it's going to be, it's going to be like that from this point on. Yeah. All the stars won't play well because they won't have the same 
uh, cohesiveness if they would have, if they had full speed reps. So, number one, that's one of the things, you know, that I looked at and I understood. Amount of penalties that they had, they just weren't crisp. Uh, one player that I did see come back very, very crisp, and everybody's worried about, oh, he might be too old. Oh, can he can he play up to the same way that he played before? He... Jason Peters is a monster. He was owning dudes out there, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. He was finishing guys. I mean, punching guys are finishing guys. He is definitely still the truth, still a pro bowler, still an all-world player. He will still get a gold jacket. I don't know what he's taking – I need to go to this fountain of youth so I can get some, so I can go play. Because I know I can play better than Eric Flowers up with the Giants. He you know, might be the worst <laughs> starting offensive lineman in pro football. No question. And it's it's really not close. And you got a statue back there in Eli who's going to be taking a beating exactly. if they continue to roll out Eric Flowers out. All right, so oh, let's... Yeah, we got to get off that, yo. Yeah, here's <laughs> what we're going to do. So let, let's jump ahead a little bit because, look, the offense early in this one from an Eagles stand, defense looking good, which I know you want to jump great. into. But the offense was sluggish, that's for sure. So we, we're going to pick this thing up at 6-3 now in the third quarter. There's 11-15 left at this point, okay? This is a key play. It's something you sort of forget about, I think, because of the way things played out going forward. But it could have been a big-time game changer. Right, right. All right, so Matt Ryan, who did not have a good game, no. doing large parts of the Eagles' defense. Yes. It's first and 10. Falcons on their own 32-yard line. They're up 6-3, 11-15 left, and he throws a deep ball down the sideline to Julio Jones, who is kind of diving backwards and lands on his back, and we're not quite sure. He's somewhat juggling the ball as he slides out, out of bounds. bounds. Right. And we're all holding our breath saying, oh, boy, well, you know, how is this, this going to be shit, you know, shake itself out? And it gets reviewed. And it goes in the in the favor of the Eagles. Unbelievable. Where it's ruled incomplete. I thought it was a catch. I thought it was a catch also. I mean, he caught the ball, slid out of bounds. Now, I understand that the refs don't want those type of plays to dictate how a game goes. But come on, man. I mean, we dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Imagine if they'd have scored on that play. I mean, scored. Well, think about on it. That right, drive. Let's play this forward then. Let's say that's a catch, right? It's a fifty-three yard play. That's a huge chunk, which huge. they haven't hadn't been able to do a ton. I know Julio played well, but Matt Ryan really wasn't in rhythm that night, and also, with anybody else other than Julio. And also, Steve Car- uh, was it Sarkeesian. Sarkeesian. He should be fired on a spot. Barrett, here's my prediction. He will not finish the season as the Falcons' offensive I can coordinator. Believe that, I man. think about Week Eight, the Natives are going to get restless, and there's going to be a scapegoat, and he's going to get the boot. But we're going to get back into yeah, that. We'll too get much. to that in a second. So all right, let, that let's, catch, now, now you say they go in and score. Well, think about this. So if they punch it in at that point, they're down at the 15. If he catches that, exactly. okay, that's a long play. They score a touchdown right there, Barrett. It's 13 to three. That's a big difference, man, from a six to three game. To a thirteen to three, and with Freeman an is still playing. That also, was struggling. Freeman's still in the game. This is pre leg injury. Yes, at this point. But I know you wanted to touch on what you saw in the first half from an Eagles defense. I mean, think about it. the reason it is six three is because the Eagles defense showed up big time. Unbelievably. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about. I say it all the time. Penetration kills run plays, and the fact that they put so much pressure on them guys and to go down and be in the red zone three times and come away with six points. It's unbelievable. In fact, it it, it it didn't seem like it was real. To stop him on fourth down and Camille Gouget-Hill makes that play, it's just, I mean, and Sarkeesian, why would he call three run plays and his best player off the field? Yeah, I mean, Julio out of there. Yeah. You didn't disguise anything. 
No, and that that's that was an issue that a lot of Falcons fans and media had with him last year. No question. In the red zone and some of the use of Julio Jones. I know Julio wasn't happy about not it. at all. He got a lot of touches, but it's the way that he was utilized or not utilized early that I think really hurt that. Well, that's the, and that's the problem. He had three touchdowns last year, Yeah, but had over 1,300 yards. That's bizarre. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's bizarre. That's, that, that, that's not going to sit well. I know he got paid, but that's not going to sit well if no, he's not, not punching it in the end not zone. not at all. He needs to get inside the end zone. And... and the defense. I just can't say enough about how those guys up front played, man, which allowed us to do a lot of stuff in the back end that really helped us. And, you know, Ronald Darby played an excellent game. He did. I mean, an excellent game. Him and him and Jones went. I mean, even though Jones got his, for the most part, Darby held his own. Darby was excellent. I mean, look, Mills got beat up a little bit, but it is Julio Jones. Right, if right, we're right. seeing that trend continue, then it's an issue. But right now, I'm not getting crazy about that because no. Julio Jones beats up a lot of people. He beats up everybody. All right, so let's fast forward. Then we're going to stay in the third, not that far, about four minutes forward here. It, it's still 6-3, and the Eagles' offense really just can't get anything going, man. They're, they're not really running the ball at that point. Nick doesn't look all that that sure of himself. Now, keep in mind, there's no Alshon Jeffrey. Zach Ertz probably played his worst game as an Eagle. A couple of drops. You know, yeah. he never drops. Anything. No, never. I mean, we, we the guy we saw last year wasn't there Monday, and I think right. that will, that'll change That'll itself. definitely change. But Doug Peterson, as he wants to do, man, has a feel for his team, unlike maybe any coach in the NFL, and knows when he needs to put a little charge in him. And what does he do? He dials up Philly Philly. Not Philly special. There's a little tweak on this right, thing. Right, right, right. And we know Trey Burton's playing in Chicago. But he goes Philly Philly. So this is 7-10 left. Eagles down 6-3. It's 3rd and 5 at the 41. And guess what? Nelson Aguilar made a nice little touch throw nice there to Nikki Six. Flick of the wrist. Yeah. And he caught, I mean... That really not only set that team on fire and charged them up, but it lit the house up. Everything changed. The link was madness after that, which allowed them then to get a little bit of that feeling back yep. and start playing up to the level which they should have been playing in the first place. You heard from the players, every one of them, whether it was Corey Clint, whether it was Nelson Aguilar, whether it was Nick, whatever, they all said, yeah, that kind of got us going, man. We, we were sort of going through the motions and stumbling, couldn't get out of our own way. It's like, oh, we're a Super Bowl winning team. Yeah. We yeah. won a Super Bowl. You're right. There should be some respect on what we got going on right now. A bit of a wake-up call. And they weren't playing that way, and that turned the corner. And it also... Push Doug into all right. Well, I got to go back to where it works for me. Uh huh. So this is when the run game starts. Exactly. So, so that chunks fifteen for you, and all of a sudden you're in business now. So five plays later, Jay Ajayi, who I think it, it seemed like Doug was using him Barrett on kind of a pitch count yep. early at yep. least. I hope that was what it was because I'm not in love with Sproles between the tackles as much as he was I don't using know him early. Why he gets he did it last year before yes. he got hurt too. Got, I mean Sproles is. I mean he's a great player, but you don't use him. You use him. You use him almost like in you, space. You, yeah, you, he's got to be in space, man. He's not between run the ball. You know, he, the guy's outside the pocket. He's Benjamin Button, but let's stop using him between the tackles. <laughs> right. we, know, we know he doesn't age and all that, but use him outside. Get him in space. All right. Yeah. So Ajayi punches it in, and at that point, all of a sudden, it's 10-6 Eagles, and you're saying to yourself, "Here we go, man!" Because exactly. the momentum is starting to flow, and, and everybody so, sort of steps their game up, but. And we got to go ahead. So this is our third play here in our third down territory on the Go Birds Network. Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks. So you go forward now to that final stand, that final drive, and it's deja vu all over again to the first round of the playoffs last year where Atlanta is driving, and you're saying to yourself, oh boy, are they going to be able to punch here it in we here? we go. Yeah. And we need to you know, preface this by saying 
Matt Ryan, when is he going to be that elite quarterback that they paid him $150 million? Sure as hell wasn't that on Thursday, that's oh, for sure. No. I mean, look at what he did. He didn't even give him a chance to really come down with the ball. As soon as the ball should have been snapped, and, he, and I mean, not only they should have ran a slant play because he'd have just boxed, he'd have boxed Darby you out talk, with a smaller. Yeah, final play, man. Uh, you you got to let your, your big-bodied elite receiver make a play it's just it's dumb out of bounds it's dumb on Matt Ryan's part it's dumb on Sarkeesian's part it's dumb all over the place and I got to imagine Julio's going to start getting frustrated if this keeps up it was actually dumb on the Eagles part thinking that they could just single him up a man against Darby how about that assignment you get you're Ronald Darby and you're staring at that monster single up exactly all right so he Ryan tries to put a little air under it, but he took too much air under it. And and again, just like last year, people forget if Julio comes down with that, he's out of bounds. Exactly, it wouldn't have mattered. Same thing. This Same thing. Time. So yeah, he, he caught it this time, but he was out of bounds. But. I mean, it's, it's it's still the same way with this Eagles team. They fight, they fight, they fight, and sometimes you sprinkle a little luck on it. And that was definitely luck. On our part. That was, yeah, your fortune, but you make your own breaks here. Exactly. Look at it from this standpoint. Falcons in the red zone on Thursday. One for five. They did get a touchdown, field goal. At the end of the game. And that bad interception that Rasul Douglas got when when Ryan kind of just panicked. But one for five in the red zone. That's what this team does, Barrett. I mean, more than anything else, I can remember whether it was Andy Reid when they were a really good team, but they would find ways on occasion to lose games like that. Chip Kelly era, we saw them find ways to lose. All the time. This team finds ways to win, and and when they need to get a stop, especially on defense, they get a stop, and that's a credit to Jim Schwartz. And you saw Schwartz's reaction when he ripped off the headset and all the gear and everything else. That was like a, the, the collective sigh of relief from the oh, fans. No question, man. And, and just looking at that defense, one guy I got to talk. We all know Fletch is going to be the guy. Oh. Fletch is the man. We can he cannot be blocked, if, especially since he sees the money this year. The fact that they're giving defensive players like that. That much money now? Oh, yeah. He's kind of mad he got that 104. He's trying to play. Remember the same stuff happened to um to Sue? Yes. He's like, well, shit, if Sue can make that money, I can make that money. You know what I'm saying? You're right, man. So he turned it up a notch. Hey, he wants to prove to everybody, I'm, I'm Aaron Donald. Yes. I, I'm right I'm there the in that same category. I want to be the best defensive player in the league. Yeah. And he's going out and showing it. But a guy nobody's totally talking about. Chris Long. Dude, he's playing like he's 23, not 33. One and a half sacks. He was shot out of a freaking cannon. He had one that was called back because of a a, a penalty on the Eagles. Exactly. He should have had two and a half or three sacks. Unbelievable. He can't be blocked right now. I don't know what it is, how he's rushing like this. He's going from a two-point stance. He's getting off the ball. His pass rush, he's found pass rush moves after pass rush moves that I hadn't even seen him use before. Yeah. He's got this new rejuvenated spirit, man, and he is Killing folks right now. Barry, think about this, man. If Cox was dominant. Chris Long was absolutely dominant. You didn't get much. And, and Brandon Graham made a couple plays when he had to make right, them, which right, he always right. does. Exactly. He makes some clutch plays. But you got very little out of Derek Barnett, who you and I both like. That, that's going to change. Right. He's just going to get better and better. Yep. You're going to get at some point Jernigan back. You're going to get more out of Michael Bennett, who didn't really show up in a big way. I mean, there's going to be a lot more. We're scratching the surface here with this defense. That's for sure. We're going to have to, they're going to have to call off the dogs. These guys are really going to start making an impact because they haven't played enough ball yet. Yeah. I mean, these guys haven't played enough ball together as a as a unit. And and and, and the tail end, Sidney Jones is only get better. I mean, I saw progression even in that game. Yeah, it's his the first, first year. They, yeah, the first time they ran a bubble screen, he let the guy sit back. Let the guy catch the ball. Then he went up and made the tackle after the guy made like four yards. They ran the same play in the second half. Instead of him waiting for the blocker to come, 
He darted through and 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 came in and hit Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, for for a for a loss. He's learning, man. He he's a smart learning football player who picks things up like that. He saw his mistake the first half. Came back the second half, tried to do it again. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Exactly. Like, "Uh, I won't be shamed this time. Went up and made the play. This team will be even more dominant coming into the game. So I'm, you know, so as we transition, you know, to the to the next part of this. I can't wait to see what they do. Uh, me That's too, cool. man. Yeah you, yeah, you put a ball on this thing and you look at it and you say you didn't have your starting quarterback, you didn't have your starting best receiver, and you didn't have Nigel Bradham, who's a glue guy on that, on the defensive side of the ball. You're didn't missing even those, talk about that. Right, you're missing those three. You got an Atlanta team that's motivated to kick your ass because you knocked, you ended their exactly. season last year. You want to do it in front of everybody on national TV on their night when you're getting the banner raised. All those kind of things, yet you still find a way to grit out a win. That this, tells you about the character of this team, Barrett. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have to. I have to be honest with the viewers. I penciled this as a loss. I'm thinking I 11, I'm 11 and 5. And I I'm thinking too. this would be a loss. I mean, the letdown, they have so many guys not in the game. They don't have their star wide receiver out there. And we didn't talk about that. Alshon Jeffrey wasn't in this game. Exactly. And then you look at the way uh, that that Nelson Aguilar stepped up and, and became that number one receiver that we needed. Yeah, the numbers aren't going to blow you away. And part of that is because Nick's not quite Nick right now. Exactly. But. I have full confidence in Nelson as your number two, your compliment guy to, 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 to Jeffrey. And here's the other thing. You're go- Mike Wallace isn't done. So no. anybody who thinks because you didn't see him in the preseason and you didn't see him on Thursday night that this guy, you can just write him off. Well, you did see him. It's just Foles didn't have an arm to get it to him. There were two deep two, balls where he's wide open and getting and the ball. And threw him. Exactly. Carson's not to do that. In yeah. fact, another, even talking about Carson, when he does come back, He's throwing strictly with his arm now, and he still has gumption on and up. Oh. Imagine when he starts following through, when he starts trusting Drive that knee leg, yeah. And driving his hip through, driving his leg through, and really throwing with his body and his core instead mm-hmm. of just throwing with his arm. I'm and the fact you. that he sat back and watched things, and now he's going to see the game from a whole different perspective because he's seeing the game, he's watching the game, why he's, why he's, why he's hurt. That's a great point. And breaking stuff down now. That's He'll a great be a point. a better cerebral quarterback this year than he was even last year. Body healing. Certainly motivation high, but also the ability to take it from a different perspective. Because remember, he's on the field right away as a rookie and all of last year. Now he has a chance to sit back and watch the pro game a little bit, listen to what's going on upstairs, seeing the good plays and the mistakes that Nick is making. Exactly. And and carry that over. All right, so now let's go forward because that's what we do here on third three down territory and on the uh, Go Birds network. So looking ahead now. You get a Bucks team that we talked about that I surprised some teams because they went down to New Orleans. New Orleans was one play away, Barrett, from playing the Eagles in the NFC Championship Absolutely. last exactly. year. And they were a much improved defense last year. But Tampa goes to their house, puts an absolute offensive display on. Shellacking. Dropped 48 on him. Now, this was a shootout, which yeah, we'll get into in a second. That, yeah. I mean, people need to understand that. Man. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a, 40, a crazy game, 48 points. For Tampa and Ryan Fitzpatrick maybe has the best game of his career. This is a guy who's been with seven different teams, <laughs> right? But he's licked seven different teams. Wait, yeah. very good, very good money. I, and I think time. he has bodies in that beard right. somewhere, man. <laughs> that beard, you, you're a beard man. He's you got, got a, a strong. That's beard, a strong man. beard. Yeah, a strong that, yeah beard. that's a serious beard. All right, so he went 21 of 28, 417 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. How about a 156.3 passer rating? You can't really, and he rushed for one. You can't do it much better Un- than that. Freaking believable! He looked like he was out there playing 
seven on seven yeah. in practice. He was playing chess and they were no, playing checkers. Exactly, man. And and he showed he's a little better athlete than what people think. Yeah. He was running around. He's not a statue. This is his team right now. Right. You know, f- forget what we're talking about, you know. This is his team. They totally believe in what he can do. And he just put the stamp of approval yeah. on his game with this team from this point Jameis on. Jameis is going to get Wally pipped. Oh, no. <laughs> he is that flat out going to get Wally pipped. Remember you had to tell me what Wally pipped was. Yes. That's not something I grew up with. I didn't know what the hell is a Wally pipped. Yeah, Pip. for, for the but young yeah, kids, <laughs> there was a guy, Wally Pip, and Lou Gehrig took over, and right. he was never to be seen from again. <laughs> he was, he was, he was yeah. an afterthought after yeah, that. Yeah, that, that could be Jameis. Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, we got the Buccaneers, and it is week two of the football season, which means a second shot at victory Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are all up for grabs this season, all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. This weekend, DraftKings has over $2 million, yes, $2 million in total prizes, mm. and you can play free with your first deposit to compete for your share. Yes, with one-week fantasy at DraftKings, you choose when to play, draft a new team every week, no season-long commitments at DraftKings. You are the GM. Choose your players. Stay under the salary cap. See how your team stacks up to the competition because Making nothing makes Football Sunday a lot more fun and exciting, doesn't it, Barrett? DraftKings, baby. You play. Absolutely. All right, so download the app or go to DraftKings.com now. Use the code GOBIRDS to enter for a contest for this weekend with your first deposit and compete for your share of over $2 million in prizes. That's GOBIRDS only at DraftKings. The game inside the game. Minimum deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, Barrett, so looking at this game, we know they went off. Here's two things to point out, and we'll get to the defensive side of the ball, which nobody's looking at. They're just looking at the Bucks' offense. Michael Evans, we know he's trouble, all right? No question. Seven catches. I loved him on good times, by the way, too. He, right. he was awesome. <laughs> yeah, they don't know what you're talking about. Michael that's old Evans school. Evan, he, that's the dad of all dads. Yes. Come on, man. No, Michael was I the mean, kid. Like Michael, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Michael was the kid. That's right. Yeah, James. James, James and JJ. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so, all right. So, uh, Mike Evans, seven catches, 147 yards, and a touchdown. Deshaun, who we know all very well, five receptions, 146 yards, two touchdowns. Those two combined just go bananas. Now, no question. keep in mind. Deshaun got a concussion in that game. And yeah. as much as I'm sure he wants to just say, I'm good, I'm good, I want to play, in this day and age, Barrett, it's tough to come back the next game after a concussion. Not they impossible, allow, but yeah, tough. They won't allow him to. At, these, at this day and age, with all the stuff going on with concussions and stuff, I doubt seriously. I don't think he has a snowball chance in hell in coming back. Yeah, I really don't think so because, I mean, they're just so sensitive to that now. And if they throw him out there and he gets a concussion again – that's something that he can put on his lawsuit, you know, when he does retire and come back and say, hey, I'm like, I'm screwed up now. So they'll try, they'll, I mean, regardless of how bad he wants to get back, yeah. they're probably going to keep him from doing that. So here's the thing. When you drop 48, there's there's a lot going right for you um, and, and certainly the passing attack. But if you go back and look at the film of that game, in particular, the first Deshaun, a couple others, there were guys running free. I mean, wide open. Max Protect was basically just give Fitzpatrick enough time and he's going to throw some deep shots here and see if his players can make plays. And that's what they did. New Orleans, from a defensive standpoint, were god-awful in that game. Well, I mean, they, they, the whole conceptual uh, um, game plan that they used was just flawed from the beginning. They were trying to be man-free. And man-free is when you have one safety over the top. You man everybody up across the board and then you leave somebody in the box just in case they try to run the ball. But hold on. Come on now. I mean, Peyton Barber... 
Yeah. Is he that much of a threat that you have to keep somebody in a box for him? Who is that? No, that's what I'm saying. Who is this guy? And, I mean, they didn't even get into their real weapon at tight end. Yeah. OJ. Is, Howard, Howard, yeah. Howard is, is, is legit. A, a great tight end, big guy, runs routes like receivers. They didn't even have to use him because they kept him in the block. Yeah. Because they knew they had one-on-one. All they were running nine routes, go routes, uh, bang eights. Things that they can get one on one with these guys, and they were just running past them. I love it when you talk bang eights, man. <laughs> that just turns me on. <laughs> no, but here's the thing, man. When you when you look at it with this Eagles defensive line, they're going to get the pressure that New Orleans wasn't able to exactly. get. I don't care if you max protect; they're going to get home a couple oh, times, of and they're going to hit Fitzpatrick. And it's not going to be, hey boys, just take off and run, and I'm going to throw a punt oh. that you're going to run under. That's not going to happen with the Eagles, and that's why. Look, I don't think Fitzpatrick. As much as he may be feeling himself right now coming off that kind of game, I don't see him having two games in a row where he plays at this caliber. That's just not him. That's lightning in a bottle right there. Yeah. You're not going to get that every week for sure. In fact, you know, I, you know now that we know that uh, there's a possibility that Deshaun won't won't play, it just really puts you in a position. Now they can bracket on um, Evans. Yeah. And now, you know. The, Focus a little bit harder on the tight ends as well. Exactly. So now You don't I mean, respect you know, that running game. But forget the running game. You got horses up front that can literally rush the passer. We have legitimate guy. We just sent Vinny Gurry packing. Yeah, who's there? You know, there. he had a sack in that game. Exactly. We sent him away because we have better pass rushers now. Yep. So you got a guy like Derek Barnett who who needs to go out there and and and, and revive himself. He had a tough game. A really tough. No game. doubt. Jumping off me, um, offsides. Couple of them. Didn't 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 really pass rush like I know he can. So he's he's gonna feel. He's like, look, I I, I have to redeem myself. Yeah. But then Bennett's going to be ready to rock and roll, you know. Uh, BG is finally in shape, you know. Brandon Graham's finally getting into shape. And it's good for that, for a guy like Brandon to get an extra couple days, too. Here. Exactly. You know, so he, he didn't go through training camp, mm-hmm. and now he's playing. He's going to be one more step into being in shape. And we all know that Chris Long is is – He's a he shot he's, out of a cannon right he's now. He's a mother tucker, man. Yeah, he is. He's, he's you can say it. Well, listen, man, we're not under the restrictions we used to be right, under. Right, right. He's a motherfucker. Right. And you can he, say it. And he's going to make it happen. And bro. he fucked the Falcons. <laughs> All day. Okay, yeah. So, so he, And we're not even talking about Fletcher Cox. Well, but here's the thing, too, Barrett. Go, go to the flip side of that. It's not like New Orleans didn't do anything. All right. They're in a they're in a uh, you know a bloodbath in this thing, and, and both teams dropping 40 points. I mean, so. If the Eagles, just just look at it from this perspective, right? Michael Thomas for the Saints. It was really good. 16 catches, 180 yards. Kamara out of the backfield. Nine catches, 112 yards. Like, the Eagles' offense is not as bad as it looked week one. And we know they're a little bit down. Probably not going to have Wentz. We don't know officially, but probably not going to have Wentz. Probably not Alshon, but we don't know officially. But they're going to be better than that. That's for sure. No question. I mean, we're talking about the fact that Zach Ertz is going to be pissed off yes. that he played like shit. He's going to be ready to yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. Then you know you got Goddard. One more game, get into this season. Fans you are going to see are going to start to see how good this guy exactly. is because he is legit, legit, yep. legit, legit. Now Sproles, this is when you use Sproles and get him out there on Texas routes one on one against linebackers against you know? his former yeah you know, one of yeah, yeah one of the, little he, angle routes yeah. you know and he'll be able to go out there and really show his talent. Mm-hmm. And then you got JJ coming downhill with a little play action. With that his, foot a little bit healthier. And that's another thing. His foot wasn't even healthy, and he had like 60-something yards. They really didn't feed him like they need to feed him. This team will be 
unbelievable coming going down there and understanding that they can't just sneak by like they did before. No, commit to the run earlier, even if it's not popping right away. I want to see that out of Doug, and I don't want to see it being Sproles. I wanted to see Ajayi and Clement getting more carries well, early. Clement didn't even get a chance to do anything. Yeah, he's got to get those two more involved, and I think he realizes that you're going to get, as you mentioned, a way better game out of Ertz. You can attack this defense. Yes, they have some pretty good linebackers. They have some players up front, but I don't love their secondary. I think the Eagles are going to be able to do some things in the air. And here's the thing about Nick Foles. We know he's streaky Nick, but we also know he needs to kind of get into a little bit of a rhythm and, and sort of chip away. Look at this Falcons game sort of as last year's playoff game against the Falcons where you saw him get a little bit better. Not quite there yet, but a little bit better. And I'm not saying he's going to look like the NFC Championship or Super Bowl guy this week, right. but I think you're going to see a better Nick Foles than you saw last Absolutely. week, which means the offense gets it going. Yeah, he's going to have a little more camaraderie now. The timing will be a little better. He's going to make a, a concerted effort to hit Mike Wallace, now that he knows how to throw to him, to hit him in stride as opposed to underthrowing him. Those are all things that can be worked out in practice. They'll get that going. But this team will be far better than they were last week for sure. And it's just another week that you're getting in shape and ready to rock and roll, man. Well, and that's the thing, too. Keep in mind, and he'd even tell you this, and I think the Eagles coaching staff would tell you this. Nick's biggest strength, like the one thing is he needs to get in rhythm, you know, quick outs, that kind of thing. But one of the things he does better than maybe anybody in the NFL is a deep ball. Yep. He throws a deep ball better than Carson does. Carson might have a better arm if you're just saying, hey, throw it 80 yards, whatever. But touch on a deep ball is one of Nick's strengths, and that plays right into what Mike Wallace does best. Exactly. So that's why I was kind of confused on him throwing like that, but then he hadn't had the reps Mm -hmm. with him. So now he's going to have the rep with him. You'll see a far better deep game, especially when they start running the rock and they do this play action. I mean, I I, I see this could be a convincing win still. Everybody said, oh, well, you know, they're going to – they're not going to be able to beat them like that. You know, we always thought this was going to be a loss for for uh, for Tampa Bay. The Eagles are going to beat them handily. Well, I think they're still going to beat them handily. Mm-hmm. And that they caught lightning in the bottle last week. He won't get the same game. Yeah, I don't think he gets this. And this is really what it comes down to for me. I don't think you're going to get the same Fitzpatrick. This is a much different defense that he's going against than the Saints. Right. And I think from an Eagles offensive perspective, in looking at what New Orleans is able to take advantage of, I think the Eagles are going to be able to take advantage of some of those same issues that the Bucks had last week with an improved play. Look, they they all know they may have dodged a bullet from an offensive perspective. The defense carried them in that Falcons game from yep. an Eagles standpoint. Yep. They know they need to be better. Nick knows he needs to be better. Doug knows they need to be better. And let's face it, too. One other thing I want to throw in there. They're all sort of getting used to one another. You basically have a new offensive coordinator yep. in Mike Rowe. Yep. You have Deuce with, with different responsibilities. Yeah, he's still the running backs guy, but he has more responsibilities in the, in, in the play calling. And Press Taylor now is the QB coach. So it's going to take a little bit. There's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period here Absolutely. where it's maybe Absolutely. not flowing as much right away. And as you and I have talked about quite a bit, it's going to be on the defense early in general. But I think you see a much better offensive output from the Eagles this Sunday. No question. No question. We'll see a much better effort on both sides of the ball. And, you know, I, I, I kind of like the punting game, you know. Cameron Johnston did okay. Whoa, he did. Yeah, he I did. I mean, he shocked the hell out of me. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think he had it in him. Let, let's not lose sight of that. Right. That's, that's important because we we really took for granted Donnie Longball. No question. Last no question. year. And I was I was like, I like the fact that they had him and Selleck and some of yeah, the other guys too. come out as me a captain. That was me cool. Too. But yeah, he was really good and we took it for granted. And that was a concern going in. There aren't a whole lot of things that we picked apart other than Carson Wentz to death in, in, in camp. But one of the things, I remember you and I standing next to each other and Cameron wasn't having the best day, and we're oh, both saying to ourselves, 
Hey, man, I hope Donnie's on speed dial here. No question. But to his credit, he settled in really the last couple of preseason games and carried that right over, yes, man. Yes, he did. He looked good. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, I mean, I had to, to give him his credit when credit is due. Just like I crushed you, I got to give you much respect because you came back and, and played very, very well. Yeah, no question about it. All right, so we're both looking at Eagles wins. And again, we'll do this throughout the course of the season here on Three Down Territory on the Go Birds Network. We're going to look back at the three key plays in the previous game, which we just did with the Falcons game. And then we're going to look ahead to our three keys against the upcoming opponent, that being the Bucks. You're feeling a win from the Eagles. I do too. I think it's a, I think it's a tight game going into maybe mid to late fourth. A turnover, I think Fitzpatrick maybe throws a pick, the Eagles ice it, and it ends up being like a 10-point game where it was a little bit closer than that if you were watching the game. You know what? I'm thinking the opposite. I'm thinking they get up on them early, Mm -hmm. like 14, 21 points, and then Doug puts it on cruise control, and they kind of come back a little bit. We put two more touchdowns on the board, and we end up winning by 10. All right, Barry, you know this better than anybody else, and and I'll leave it on this. If you're strong in the trenches, you win football games. And you look at what the Eagles' defensive line was able to do last week against the Falcons, and then when they really had to instill their will in that game and start pounding the rock late in that game, they were able to do it, especially after Philly-Philly. So the Eagles, with Peters back, from an offensive line perspective, I'll put them up with anybody. And from a defensive line perspective, maybe a couple teams like the Rams, but the Eagles are at least top three. Top three in a defensive line? They're number one as far as offensive line in the league. Yes. Bar none, hands down. When, when Peter's coming back playing like that, he solidified things. They are good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. It was a lot of fun. Again, we'll For do sure, this brother. each and every week, and we appreciate everybody listening. This has been Third Down Territory right here on the Go Birds Network. For Barrett Brooks, I am Rob Ellis. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check, check, one, two, one, two, three, four, five. I'm not hearing anything in my headset. Now I am. I just turned it up. All right, I'm good. Check, check, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. Don't be breaking things already on our first podcast, Barrett. Hey, we got to fuck shit. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> No, we're we good to go now. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, you guys All right. Perfect. Cool, man.